Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. The US Open it kicks off on August 30th, although it'll be missing several big name players. World number one Novak Djokovic will be aiming for a clean sweep of Grand Slams this year when he heads to New York. Also, the dream of the Golden Slam is now over after the Tokyo Olympics. Joining me on the line is the former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia, Imad Akhtar. You know, good to finally see some tennis again. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a while. Um, obviously, it's been a, a few weeks since the uh, Olympics hangover uh, ended, but glad to be glad to be back on the show talking about the U.S. Open. Yeah, I did briefly mention that Djokovic's you know Golden Slam dreams were ended at the Tokyo Olympics, but heading into the U.S. Open last year, of course, no one will ever forget Djokovic and his antics at the U.S. Open. Is he much better prepared this time around? Uh, I wouldn't say he's much better prepared, Adrian. Uh, obviously, you know, we saw what happened uh, at the Olympics. Um, he clearly was suffering from multiple injuries, as he mentioned afterwards. After losing in that match to Alexander Zverev, he then had to pull out of the mixed doubles, um, citing a left shoulder injury, I believe, uh, and then proceeded to pull out of uh, Toronto and Cincinnati, uh, citing fatigue. So I don't think the issue with Djokovic is, you know, his match practice. Uh, or his lack of match practice, rather, given the volume of tennis he's played over the years um, and the ability for top players like himself to get into the groove after a short layoff. But his fitness is definitely going to be a question mark. Um, he's obviously not been on the court or, or played for a long time, and he's up against uh, a lot of these young players who are, you know, eight, ten years younger than him. But again, you know, he's still the world number one for a reason, right? And I think the fact that he's aiming for tennis history to become the second male player in the Open era alongside Rod Laver in 1969 to capture a Grand Slam is something that is going to be motivating him. It always has, and he's been very, very open about that. Um, it would be his fifth U.S. Open crown, his first since 2018. And I think, obviously, the fact that he could go past his closest rivals in Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal and reach Grand Slam number 21 uh, is is going to spur him on even further. Yeah, he looked almost unbeatable this year, you know. All the Grand Slams he's played in, uh, three out of three so far. Then he went to the Olympics and still looked really good. And then, uh, you know, in the semifinals, of course, things didn't go to plan. But uh, you mentioned there Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. This will be the second year in a row that these two won't be playing at the U.S. Open. So, Matt, how will these two gentlemen, greatest of all time, well, they're certainly in that category, their absence from the competition, how will it affect the performance of the other players? Yeah, look, it's certainly going to dampen the spectacle, particularly from a fan's perspective. You know, we've been so accustomed to seeing these two ply their trade at the highest level of elite tennis for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, And it's sad to see them miss out on the U.S. Open for the second year running. You know, Nadal had pulled out of the North American hardcourt swing uh, due to a left foot injury he said he'd been dealing with for several months and, you know, decided it was best to withdraw from the U.S. Open for similar reasons. In fact, I recall reading in his book about the same congenital foot condition that had plagued him back in, I think it was 2004 or 2005. Doctors then had said he can't play tennis, but he managed to find a way to deal with it. Uh, It seems like he's made the right decision. It obviously had prevented him from training properly. And, you know, at the age of 35, he needs to take very calibrated calls about his future to lengthen his career. We all know he wants to be back for the French Open next year. That's his ultimate goal every calendar year, especially given what happened this year, you know, losing out to Novak in a, in a thriller 
and we wish him all the best in a speedy recovery. As for Federer, you know, he's had a really strange year. Uh, he made such a massive effort to be fit for Wimbledon by withdrawing from the French after three rounds, um, you know, and then he was knocked out at SW19 in three sets by Hubert Horkage, a result that we'll never forget, obviously. Um, he then pulled out of the Olympics with a knee injury. And um, it's sad, you know, he's also pulled out of Toronto and Cincinnati and then took a call to withdraw from the US Open because of continuous knee troubles. He's just turned 40. Is it his last US Open? Who knows? But, you know, his Instagram message didn't sound terribly encouraging. You know, he said that it's going to be difficult, but at the same time, he knows it's the right thing to do because he wants to be healthy and he wants to be running around later as well. Uh, and he wants to give himself a glimmer of hope to return to the tour in some shape or form. So the language he's used is not particularly encouraging. But again, I don't think this is the last we'll see of Federer. Um, I think like Nadal, he wants to be back next year for Wimbledon because that is his ultimate goal. I think we'll see him again. We just need to be a little bit patient. Yeah, with these two stalwarts out um, of the US Open, Djokovic has a clear path to that record, breaking 21st Grand Slam title. But let's look at someone else you know, in the mix. Alexander Zverev, who won gold at the Olympics. He was a finalist at last year's US Open, of course, losing in five sets to Dominic Thiem. Will he be the only challenger to Djokovic this year or are you looking at a few others? Yeah, um, I think he'll be one of maybe two or three uh, chief contenders for that title and and possibly the biggest threat of the three. Um, Let's focus on Zverev first. He's obviously on an 11-match winning streak after beating Andrei Rublev to win the uh, Cincinnati Open which was his fourth title this season. And that followed on from his Olympic gold in Tokyo. You know, he's been in scintillating form. I think he's tried to lessen the pressure off himself by coming out and saying that Djokovic remains the favorite for the US Open. That said, deep down, I think he'll be looking to go a step further after that heartbreaking five-set loss to Dominic Thiem in last year's showpiece uh, after being two sets to love up. And and just the point on that, Zverev's had a reputation for being, you know, someone who chokes at the big occasion. And I think, you know, he'll be wanting to prove his critics wrong and, and gun for that maiden Grand Slam title. The other two that I, I really see being big threats, uh, Daniel Medvedev and Stefano Tsitsipas. Medvedev has enjoyed a great run. You know, he enjoyed a great run rather to his first major final at Flushing Meadows in 2019, where he lost to Nadal in a five-setter. Um, earlier this year, or recently, in fact, he won the Canadian Open, uh, dropping just two sets across the tournament. He looked really good in Cincinnati, um, dropping just 12 games until losing to Rublev in the semis, where he actually took the first set 6-2. But I think, you know, after Djokovic, Medvedev is the second best player in the world on the hard court surfaces. So he is definitely going to pose a big challenge. Tsitsipas has, is an interesting case. He's got a tour leading 48 wins this year, but he hasn't advanced past the third round in his three previous main draw appearances in New York. Um, obviously, we know Clay is his favorite surface. And, you know, since that French Open final where he lost to Djokovic, he's not really been at his best. You know, we saw him lose in that first round at Wimbledon to Francis Tiafo in straight sets. That was quite a shock. Um, in the German Open, then he lost in the quarters. In the Canadian Open, he lost in the semis. And then in Cincinnati, he lost in the semis again to Zverev. Funny thing actually happened in that Zverev match. He, he apparently took an eight-minute toilet break after the first set, which he lost. Zverev suggested he was, was receiving coaching from his father. <laughs> uh, but Stefanos defended himself saying that he sweats more than others and so we'll continue to do it in the future. But Adrian, even if he is receiving coaching tips, it's not been working recently, so something will need to change. He's actually played a lot of three-setters in the interim, six of them to be precise, but doesn't seem to be able to convert uh, any of those match wins in, into titles. So 
I think while he'll be a big threat, he'll need to be at his A game to to seriously challenge for the U.S. Open. Yeah, one of the players of the year, Stefan Tsitsipas, has been outstanding to say the least. We're in conversation with Imad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. Imad, on the other side, the women's draw defending champion Naomi Osaka, all eyes will be on her. She played in the Olympics along with Ashley Barty, and we'll get to her in just a bit. But her performance wasn't as convincing. Maybe all the external happenings have really affected her game. Is she going to be able to give it her all at the US Open this year? Yeah, Adrian, look, it remains to be seen whether she'll be able to give it her all at this year's US Open. She's had a very interesting year. In effect, she's experienced the ecstatic highs and the crushing lows of an elite level sports person in the space of just a few months. You know, at the start of the year, she won the Australian Open uh, and then withdrew from the French Open and Wimbledon to focus on her mental health. She came back to represent Japan at the Olympics. And, and while that didn't go to plan from a fan's perspective, she said she was very happy with the effort she put in despite losing to Marketa Vondrasova in the third round. In Cincinnati, she started a campaign with a three-set win over Coco Goff, who's been one of her biggest rivals over the past few years, but then lost to Jill Teichman of Switzerland uh, in three sets in the next round. But look, let's not forget that she's only 23. She already has four Grand Slams under her belt, uh, including two in New York. So she clearly is a big time winner. And let's hope that she's gotten over her recent struggles, both on and off the court. So we see the best of Naomi Osaka come the start of the US Open. Yeah, certainly. Let's hope that she puts in the performance that we all know she's capable of. And she's still young, as you mentioned there. And um, she's got a great future ahead of her. Yeah, what about someone like Ashley Barty? She's had a mixed year. One Wimbledon uh, added, you know, another Grand Slam to her honors cabinet. Didn't do so well at the Olympics. How is she going to fare at the U.S. Open? Yeah, look, Barty has had a mixed year certainly, but recently she's been an absolutely gun form. Um, I think she'd definitely be the biggest threat going into the U.S. Open. She's on an absolute roll. Like you said, she won Wimbledon earlier this year and recently uh, was a victor in Cincinnati, I think, which is a huge sort of feather in her cap because it's going to be, the conditions are going to be very similar to those she's going to experience at Flushing Meadows. Um, in Cincinnati, she didn't drop a single set and she de- defeated Jill Teichman, who I've mentioned earlier, in straight sets in the final and created more history by becoming the first Australian woman to win uh, in Cincinnati since Yvonne Goolagong in 1973. Um, she's racked up five titles this year. She's got 40 match wins. And now entering, I think, her 83rd or 84th week as well, number one. So she's definitely looking a strong favorite, especially if that first serve is as consistent as it's been all year. I find it hard to see uh, anyone really seriously challenging her. Uh, but again, this is women's tennis. We've seen a plethora of winners across the Grand Slam circuit over the past seven or eight years. So it's anyone's game. But Barty certainly is a hot favorite for me. Yeah, looking forward to this Barty Osaka sort of um, meeting and how these two will fare. It's still too early to call it, but Osaka, the defending champion there. Elsewhere, Imad, who else are you looking at? Who's going to probably be a surprise? Because as you mentioned there with women's tennis, you never know. Yeah, look, I think there are a number of contenders and I probably won't get around to to naming all of them because you just can't in the women's game. But Arena Sabalenka, she lost in Wimbledon at the semifinal stage to Karolina Pliskova, of course. Uh, Early in the Canadian Open, she also lost to Pliskova in the semi. So the Czech really seems to be her Achilles heel. Uh, In Cincinnati, she lost to Paolo Bedosa in the round of 32 in three sets. But I wouldn't read too much into those results because... Come the big time, she certainly knows how to step it up. Um, and I think she proved that uh, at the Grand Slam level earlier this year. So she's 
she's certainly a contender. Another one for me to look out for is um, the Swiss star Belinda Bencic, of course, is coming off the back of her Olympic gold triumph in Tokyo, uh, made history for, for Switzerland, Swiss tennis as well. She lost to Jill Teichmann uh, at the quarterfinal stage in Cincinnati, but looked fairly comfortable um, throughout the rest of that tournament. Earlier on, she beat Shelby Rogers and she beat Marketa Vondrasova as well, the former French Open finalist. And then another one to watch out for, Coco Goff. Obviously, she's been, you know, improving leaps and bounds over the last few years. Uh, she's done fairly well um, at the Grand Slam stage. Again, remember, she's only 16 or 17, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So plenty for her to prove on the biggest stage again. And I, and I think she'll give her opponents a good run for their money. Yeah, really looking forward to the women's draw and the men's draw, of course. And we'll see how everything is going to shape up. The action kicks off in New York on August 30th. And Ahmad, I'm sure we'll hear back from you very soon for further updates on the U.S. Open and how the players have performed, as well as some of the shock results that will happen starting next week. Thanks, Adrian. Have a good one. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.